Welcome to Words of the Womb, the podcast. I'm your host, Eve. I'm a women's coach, womb worker, wild woman and poet. And I'm here to bring a voice back to the womb within us all. In this podcast, I'll be sharing powerful solo episodes, as well as soul-nourishing conversations with other incredible women that will inspire, educate, and awaken the wild woman within you. We will be talking all things womb work, women's health, periods, pregnancy, birth, feminine expression, sexuality, pleasure, poetry, and so much more. So, if you're ready to reclaim the power of your womb, your wildness, and your womanhood, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Words of the Womb, the podcast. I'm so excited to be joined today by a friend of mine, Tash. Tash is a certified holistic health coach and breathwork facilitator, and she is here to support women and teenagers to regain their periods when they have HA. Tash helps her clients transform their relationships with food, movement, and their bodies so they can obtain hormonal harmony and feel free and balanced in all aspects of their lives. Mm, Welcome, Tash. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So I'd love for you to start by sharing a little bit more about yourself and what you do. And I suppose your your journey to, um, yeah, discovering this work and how you found yourself to, to be holding the kind of space that you do. Mm, okay, so my name is Tash, as you said, and I am a certified holistic health coach and breathwork facilitator. Um, what kind of pulled me into this world was I stopped the pill and I didn't get my period, which at that time I thought was great. It was a godsend. I didn't really mind. I went about my usual routine for about six months, maybe a little bit longer. And then I kind of thought, okay, maybe that's kind of not right. I am a woman. I should be getting my period. So I went to doctor. Um, and as usual they they just kind of dismiss it I hear this time and time again so I just got told that um, I looked relatively normal they weighed me they said okay you're normal weight normal BMI did my blood tests um, that came back as normal the second time it came back a little bit as low estrogen um, but they just kind of said carry on and we'll see how you go you should get your period back Um, I then started um, looking into why my period was missing and I came across HA and after a few months I went back and also got some new blood tests they said low estrogen um so I just started to look into other alternative options because they weren't really giving me much they did do an internal scan and an external scan which is really helpful confirming that everything was fine um, they did actually do an MRI scan as well on my pituitary to see if there was anything going on there. And that was fine. So it's really helpful in that way to tick off all the boxes. But then I was left with, okay, so everything seems fine and normal. So what do I actually do? And they just said, go back on the pill and then that will give you your period. And um, that didn't sit well with me. I didn't know much about periods then. But I just thought that can't be right. I must be able to get one myself. And then further down the line, realizing that is synthetic um, hormones in the pill, which gives you a fake bleed. Um, 
So it's not actually going to be my own hormones doing the work there. So I investigated a bit further and came across HA, like I said, and realized that it didn't really ring a bell with me as such. Um, I looked into it and obviously the, the three main pillars are you have hypothalamic amenorrhea HA. If you um, don't eat enough, if you work out too much, let's say, and you have high stress. And I thought I didn't really hit those um, that significantly. Um, I thought that my relationship with food was pretty all right. Like I did have some restrictions looking back and some rigidity around food. And in the end, I was looking at, and I do have like, did have like food rules um, and things like that that I just came across from, I don't know, society or whatever, putting that on you and what you hear. Um, and exercise-wise, I was working out four times a week, which again, I thought that's fine. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a runner, running around every day. Um, and I thought I was a stress head, but I thought everyone's a stress head, so it's fine. Like, I want to always be doing things productive, so that's fine. That's a good human being, right? Um, so I then just thought, okay, maybe it is HA, and then went on the path of healing that and regaining my period which I can discuss a bit more but um when I got my period back and also there was some breath work involved there which is why I then looked into becoming a breath work teacher as well as the health coaching aspect um when I got my period back um I had some tweaks I had to make some tweaks I was with ovulation and things like that um I'm just learning loads along the way which made me feel like I was really alone during that like I didn't know anyone that's going through it um it's reasonably common we're looking online but I just didn't know anyone didn't feel like you could get help really from doctors when I was speaking to other people they were coming through the same thing so I thought that I would help others in the same situation and start coaching them with um, my qualifications behind me but also all the knowledge and personal experience and um, reading up books and research to help others in the same place mm, amazing it's so so incredible and um I feel like like you say it's not something that people really know about right and I think the last time we spoke actually I said I, do, I don't know anyone else who mm. focuses specifically on HA like you do and even when I began this work and I started hearing about things like endometriosis PCOS fibroids all of that stuff we just have no knowledge on on these conditions that so many people so many women suffer from um and it's yeah it's so important that there are people like you doing this work and um bringing light to something that like you say is very common but people are so unaware of so mm. with with that being said I feel like there's probably a lot of people listening that may have been may have heard of HA for the very first time like in the last two minutes that you've been speaking yeah so can you share a little bit more about what HA is and how someone can begin to identify if that's what they're actually struggling from? Mm -hmm. So HA is hypothalamic amenorrhea. It's quite of a long word, a bit of a mouthful, but that basically <laughs> means the, um, the hypothalamus in your brain, it stops talking and communicating with your ovaries in a bid to conserve energy. So it's actually a really intelligent thing that our body does. There's not much energy, so it shuts down the things that aren't that vital, um, like even um, keeping you warm as well. Um, so you often find that you're, you're quite cold, like your fertility like your nails will kind of lose some strength often and brittle hair that kind of thing and um, because it wants to keep your heart pumping and things that are way more important than that 
So the main pillars, like I said, the three pillars of HA, you can have all of them or you could just have like one of them, but there's mainly an energy imbalance as such. So that will be from exercising and also not eating enough. Um, and we often see a poor relationship with food, some kind of rules around food um, that you might not even be aware of, might not be so black and white until someone else um, kind of picks you up on them. And you're like, oh, I don't know why I do that, actually. Um, I would be a bit embarrassed if I told those people that I did this or I, I couldn't eat bread or I could only have this amount of things a day or whatever. Um, and then also the stress aspect, so the mental stress aspect can play a part as well. Sometimes it can play quite a big part that people don't even realize. Um, so yeah, basically your body's in that fight or flight mode. So it shuts off your period. So some of the symptoms, like I kind of mentioned, was you might have brittle hair, brittle nails, feeling really cold often. Um, always thinking about food as well. That can be one. Anxiety, you can have quite a bit of anxiety around that. Poor sleep, like insomnia. Um, and obviously your fertility aspect can play a big role too even like obsessiveness so OCD that can be related to people with HA often we find that they're perfectionists so you kind of always want to be doing things right and you think that um, you know these these are healthy aspects so going to the gym that or working out moving your body that would be seen most people would class as quite a healthy thing to do most people would class like maybe not overindulging on on foods or whatever and watching what you eat being health conscious maybe people would say that's quite a good thing but it's overstepping that line that your body doesn't feel comfortable um it might be a bit sensitive too so genetics can play a role so if you're if your mum has that kind of sensitivities as well like my mum lost her period during weight watchers um that can definitely play a role too um so yeah i hope that kind of answers your question <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny, isn't it? Because you mentioned before when you were speaking about your own journey as well that, um, you know, you weren't getting your period. So you're like, oh, you know, that that's that's OK. That's like, you know, it's an inconvenience. So oh, yeah. it, it's easy for me to just not have one. I'm not going to really bother with um, like looking into why I've not got my period. And yeah. I feel like so many women would hold that that's like a similar story um because like when I was on the pill for example and I shared you I shared this with you last time we met um I just constantly skipped having the you know bleed. Bleed. me yeah, too because, because it was just like oh I, you know it's gonna ruin my weekend or yeah holidays ruin, yeah like ruin my holiday and I'd rather just go through life without a period because it's so much easier yeah um, why bleed like when you don't need to exactly and so I feel like a lot of women would would see that as a really easy way out especially because so many women um have such difficult relationships with like food and exercise and stuff like that and focusing on the aesthetics of their health rather than what's actually going on in their body um but I would love for you to share because actually not having a regular um period or I suppose it's more of a regular ovulation because I'm guessing if you're getting your clients periods back you're getting that ovulation back because if you don't ovulate you don't you don't menstruate um so I'd love for you to speak into like the depth of um the damage that it can do to our bodies to our, our overall health if we go a very long period of time without mm -hmm. having regular cycles 
Yeah. So just to mention, like with with the periods and you kind of pushing them aside and not wanting them, it's because we're not really um, we're not really told and celebrated about periods, are we? Some some countries, they do celebrate that kind of stepping into womanhood, whereas we just kind of hide it. If you come on and you're you come on your period and you're at school, you kind of hide your pad or your tampon, whatever, and you quickly go to the toilet, whatever. And it's a horrible thing. You're not you're not telling people it could even be seen as like a dirty thing, which mm. is getting better. And it, it so should and it should be celebrated and and people aren't really told much about the periods and about all the cycles that happen it's not just your period you're on this whole cycle if you're not on hormonal birth control you're on this whole cycle this whole mood that's affecting so many different things um they might not even be aware of and also you might be able to think about that and then think oh maybe I shouldn't be giving myself such a hard time because I'm due on my period and I know my emotions are a bit more sensitive etc um so also you mentioned a little bit about ovulation there so of you, you can't ovulate without menstruating you said which is totally correct but you can ovulate um no you can have a bleed that's it yeah and yeah <laughs> and yeah so you can have a bleed and not ovulate which is just really important to know because some people could be um, not having any hormonal birth control and they are having what they think is a period which is great that their body has um built up the lining enough to have to shed away and have some kind of a bleed withdrawal like some kind of bleed there from the shedding but they might not have ovulated which is really key because then if you don't ovulate you don't produce progesterone which can be so helpful for your mood even um, it's like the anti-anxiety mm. hormone so you might be really feeling that anxiety depression stuff and even just ovulating can really help there um, obviously your fertility like if you don't release that egg there's your fertility is suffering there um so yeah that's quite important to mention um that you need to build up enough estrogen to trigger ovulation and have the right conditions for ovulation to then produce a true period but you can bleed um so yeah i just thought i mentioned that um because that's important to know if you because not many people know that so it's important to know um so with the importance of periods so they're not just this annoying bleed they obviously help you produce estrogen, enough estrogen, um, and again, progesterone if you're ovulating, which can help with your bone health. So that's really important, big one. And that's why, say with menopause, you see often you're struggling with bone density because of the lack of estrogen there. So bone density can um, decrease from about to about 2.5% per year. You don't have a period, which can sound really scary and shocking. Um, but thankfully, once you get your period back, you're ovulating, you're producing that estrogen, you can reverse that. Um, so that's really good. So you just need to keep on with recovery. Um, so bone health can be a really big one. Also your heart health as well. Estrogen is really important for your cardiovascular health. Um, also like just little things like your hair, your nails, um, and your overall mood is really important as well as obviously the facility aspect. So a lot of people don't really think that about that until they want to get pregnant. They think, oh, I need a period to get pregnant. Um, but there's way more that goes along with that. And like I said, people that are going through menopause are getting similar effects, to be honest. And they're noticing the hot flushes and things like that and trouble sleeping um, and maybe some effects on your bone health too because of that. Mm. Mm, I love that you mentioned the whole pregnancy thing there as well because it's it's so common for women to just not even think about their cycle or their period or ovulation or anything until they want to fall pregnant mm -hmm. and this is why they often struggle so much because they they have no idea that 
you know, for, for however many months beforehand, they may not be ovulating at all. And then they don't fall pregnant straight away. And there's this mm. like disappointment and frustration. Because like you say, they could still be having a withdrawal bleed. But if they're not actually tracking ovulation, they have no awareness of whether they're actually fertile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's upsetting then because if they are really wanting to fall pregnant and they aren't falling pregnant straight away, then they don't know what's going on because they're not constantly working with their cycle. And this is something that you help your clients with as well, isn't it? And it's also part of your journey because you have mm-hmm. a eight-month-old daughter as well. So I'd love you to share a little bit yeah. about that. And actually, I'd love to ask you a question. Um, have you got your cycles back? Have you got your period back? You have. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so, um, so with my journey with the tracking, it also just to just to add in that if you are on some some hormonal contraception that's obviously disguising that you could have HA so I probably had HA while I was on the pill but didn't realize because obviously I'm getting these fake withdrawal bleeds but I was still working out and I was still watching what I was eating and I was still a stress head worrying about everything um running around constantly always on the go so yeah it does disguise it and then when you obviously you stop that then you're like where is my period but it could have been going on for a long time um so yeah my daughter's five months actually close she's not eight months she's five um sorry but yeah no 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 it's fine um but yeah so I obviously when I didn't have a period I didn't have a period for two years um after stopping the pill but obviously like I just said it could have been way longer than that um which is still a really long time for you not for your body not to have the hormones to actually produce a period and to go around like that um but I've worked with clients that have had not had a period for over 10 years but it doesn't um like quite a few people over 10 years but it doesn't actually affect how quickly you get your period back which is so good so they've shown in studies there's no correlation between if you had like you've not had your period for x amount of time and how quickly you're going to get it back it doesn't matter um so that's really good and, and really promising so um yeah so i i sort of got my period back and then after a little while i was tra- always tracking my cycle which i always advocate for um mainly via basal body temperature tracking and that's really important really can confirm ovulation there via the temperature spike um obviously checking your cervical mucus too but the basal body temperature is really confirming that um and then I also had yeah I had my baby girl which I thought I was infertile for x amount of time so that was really quite um shocking and lovely and also I always say that the recovery journey really prepares you for having a baby um just because there's so many similarities like your body is changing because when you are going through HA recovery your body is changing because you are needing to eat more you are needing to rest more you will see your your body change um and most likely move out of those clothes that were unhealthy for you and that you didn't fit in and that you don't that you no longer fit in um so that aspect also the unknown aspect of you don't know when you're going to get your period back because no one can tell you and with the obviously there's a lot of unknown aspects when you're pregnant as well um so yeah and it's like the, the fear of that so there's a lot of similarities um what was your where am I alluding to where was your question sorry and he said like that you've got a baby girl and that I do tracking and then I help others with their tracking too yeah I don't think there was really a question that I do you uh, know what? I'm terrible I'm terrible sometimes I just end up really not asking yeah it's fine questions. it's early isn't just it talk about this yeah um but no it was just like um I suppose yeah just sharing a little bit about um getting your period back and 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 getting pregnant and maybe how you help clients with that as well and um yeah I was also interested in 
whether you had your cycle back already oh and you yes said yes had, so. yeah so I stopped I only breastfed for one month to be fair um which I know a lot of people have again it's with periods isn't it as well similar thing a lot of people have like judgments about that which is ridiculous um but I always get scared when I talk about like breastfeeding because so people have like black and white views on it it's crazy mm. um so yeah I breastfed for one month that was good for me and then after that literally one month later I I got my cycle back um, which I was shocked about to be fair because I did think it might take a while I am stressed from not so much like great sleep there obviously I'm sensitive due to my previous history of not having a period but no it did come back really quickly so that was that was really great um and then starting to like track it is quite hard to track when you've got a child um just from the like the nights and stuff but um yeah I use temp drop for that because that's quite good so yeah so then I I've just continued to track and I help others with with their tracking um and and in order to get pregnant so um a good handful a lot of my clients actually have got pregnant a lot of people do come to me due to that as the main reason um but obviously you want to work on all the aspects so you want to be mentally recovered as well as physically you don't just want to get pregnant or get your period back and then get pregnant mm. um you want to be mentally recovered so that you don't have those things those events or situations that pull you back in and make you lose your period again basically you want to be fully like secure in your relationship with food and not needing to compensate with exercise know how to manage your stress a bit better um so yeah it's working on all of those aspects that's kind of what I help clients with and their body image because that can be a big one as well um I've had a few clients that are like teenagers too they're in school they're like 14 which um it's quite crazy to to think that they're losing their period at such a young age but they've even told me like their teacher tells them like sugar's bad this food's good that food's bad and and um yeah it's just what social media and everything now is so flared up isn't it that everyone's mm. got a phone everyone's got access to this like photoshopped images and everything so um it is scary which people in yeah like it's good that she they the mothers are noticing and coming to me and discussing the child doesn't have a period but um it is I've noticed it is harder to get the periods back for teenagers young young kids purely because I think that they're, they're just so I don't know in in, dre- in drenched is that the right word like that's not a word is it I've just made that up <laughs> like um like covered with more like society rules I'm not sure it just it feels harder because it feels like they're more stuck um in their body image maybe um mm. that's what I've noticed anyway they're slightly harder but it can definitely be done so yeah 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 amazing I would love to maybe dive into speaking a little bit more about like the the food the diet and exercise piece then um because this seems to be the sort of biggest uh, I suppose theme that's coming up um today and I suppose the biggest theme around uh, the causes of HA and things like that um so yeah I'd love to sort of I don't really I suppose I don't really have a question again <laughs> um, no, it's fine. But I'd love to just kind of talk about this and and because of course like you say it's it's in our faces all the time and it has been for a long time you know um like the our bo- the way our body should look for, for women it's so um pushed on us that we need to look a certain way and this ends up being in the way that we we eat and the way that we exercise so that we we're not necessarily eating healthy we think we are 
because we're being told that oh when you get this body that means that you're healthy etc etc um and I can't remember if I shared this with you last time but uh, I used to be a personal trainer Mm, yeah you did I did yeah so um yeah so I was like a qualified um nutritionist and and PT and fitness instructor and it's like so mind-blowing to like look back on it now that well I suppose I still have a certificate that says that I can give people nutrition like nutritional advice and there was nothing in my training nothing about female hormones at all it was just yeah it was just bog standard nutrition like nutritional health on you know like the micros and macros and uh different kind of like calorie counting things and all of that kind of shit Mm -hmm. um and, and it does affect it, you. It affects you even mm-hmm. like prone to injuries. I swear it's like more yeah. the, the follicular phase. You're prone to injuries. You've got more energy, obviously, when you're ovulating. Um, yeah. Obviously, when you're coming up to your period, you need to start slowing down, listen to your body. And yeah, yeah. That, is, that is crazy. And also, like, I feel like PT should be spotting when maybe relationships with food is going out of hand. You're noticing mm. people that potentially like, just ask them like, oh, are, are you on your period at all? Like, when is, what day are you on? um yeah so maybe like just flagging it up there because yeah that's people yeah it's just it is crazy and in schools it'd be good to bring that in schools so that people yeah. are aware of their cycle of all the stages of their cycle um and what to look out for um so yeah it is it's pretty tough there yeah yeah and this like, is why we need to like remove the shame around it as well because there's so many like I mean, going back to when I was a PT, if I had my own PT that asked me if I was on my period, I'd be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, do you know what I mean? I'd be like, I can't yeah. that kind of thing. But it should be Which normal. Why we need to bust. Yeah. And that, that's why we need to like get rid of that shame so that we can open these conversations and actually, you know, be supported by someone in the right way at the right time within our cycle. Um, yeah. And going back yeah. to when you said about healthy like obviously I'm assuming you kind of thought that you was healthy I thought that I was healthy like when you was truly at your um bodybuilding stage when I was known as the fit girl like my friends would think that and everyone would praise you for how much you did that day or whatever um so yeah but really I was the most unhealthiest I've ever been and you Mm. that just shows that you can't look at someone and think oh they're healthy they obviously are doing great because you you just don't you don't even know with HA usually you have low to normal blood works um and you can be normal weight but you can also be classes like slightly overweight and still have HA and again obviously you can be underweight and have HA it's just totally broad and you just you never know and with comparing other people like that you could look at someone and think well why have I not got my period and I felt like this but they have and they're working out and they're doing this and that but you don't know truly like what they're eating throughout their day if they're even on hormonal birth control so they're getting a period but they're not actually getting a period um what just in general what their mental stress is like what their genetics is like so maybe that they are generally less sensitive to little fluctuations and energy dips and things than you are um and like intermittent fasting can be a big one that can be really bad for our hormones detrimental to our hormones um so yeah it is just a whole whirlwind but comparison does get you doesn't it it's really it's really hard Hey, my loves, I know this episode is super, super juicy, but so is this incredible offer from my favorite reusable period product brand, Fluxies. 
Fluxies is a sustainable, eco-friendly and vegan brand providing you with everything you need to experience your most pleasurable period. From reusable period underwear that come in a wide range of beautiful styles, colours and absorbency rates, to reusable pads, period swimwear and accessories, allowing you to find the perfect products for your body and flow. I absolutely love this brand and I have been using a variety of Fluxies products for a few years now. Their period undies are my absolute favourite because they're so soft and comfortable and they're also completely leak-proof and discreet. All of their products are ethically made, cruelty-free and free from harsh chemicals and toxic dyes, making them perfect for your periods and for our planet. If you want to try Fluxy's incredible products for yourself, you can use the code ITSJUSTEVE at the checkout for 10% off and you can start experiencing your most pleasurable and powerful periods ever. Mm, 100% and just going back as well to um, what you mentioned there about, you know, looking at people and thinking that they're healthy. Um, and like you said, uh, I did a bodybuilding competition when I was 21 and it was, it was an amateur competition, you know, it was like the very first one that I did. So I wasn't like, um, I don't know, you, I suppose you say bodybuilding and people think of like, you know, like the, the fitness category in women as well, where they're like really, really bulky. Um, but so I did the bikini category. So it is a lot. Oh yeah. Lot, bikini it's a lot softer. Yeah. But you're definitely um, still lot- orange. You're still orange. Oh, yeah, I look like a, I look like a carrot on stage, like fully. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's more yeah, to- it's more just toned, isn't it? It's not so bulked up. Yeah, it's a it's a lot softer definition, but yeah. it's still like the work that goes into it is insane. And it, it, for me, it was a sixteen week um, like uh, prep red, I suppose. That yeah, prep. There you go. That's what it's called. Um, that I did, and like that 16 weeks was the probably like before that my relationship with food wasn't great but during that time it made it so much worse because I was forcing myself to eat foods that I didn't like like Mm -hmm. I would literally um so I love it now I love avocado now (laughs) back then I hated avocado it was something me too it was something I had to eat every day and I hated it so much that I would eat it over the sink because I thought that I was going to be sick. And I was doing this for 16 weeks. Like, and I thought that this was healthy because I was getting thinner and thinner mm-hmm. and I was looking the way that I wanted to look, you know, I was like following at the time, all of these like professional athletes, professional bodybuilders. And um, actually one of the things that they used to, to speak about was, you know, during competition prep, um, they would often lose their periods towards the end because they were yeah. they were dropping their weight so much that they wouldn't have a period when they went on stage and they were normalizing this yeah and at that time I was like oh, okay cool I mean I was on the pill um I was gonna ask time, so yeah did you have a period yeah so there was no way for me to actually know if no you know, I was having proper cycles um but either way like when I stepped on stage, I was 48 kilos, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm five foot, I think I'm about five foot five. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm around. Um, I don't know, maybe seventy something kilos now. I d- I don't weigh myself. I can't remember the last time I weighed myself. Um, no, but no. I'm probably something around that now. Um, but yeah, I was 49 kilos when I stepped on stage. I was tiny. I was so, so, so small. And yet I still thought I was fat. Oh yeah, of course. Because yeah. it's, and it's just like how we look at these people and we think like, oh my God, these athletes, they're so fit. They're so healthy. You know, like I, everyone would praise me. They'd be like, oh my God, I'd kill to have your body. Oh. You know, all of this stuff, like fully supporting and celebrating me. Yeah, the reality was like back home, I was eating food over the sink because I yeah. didn't like what I was eating. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's it's so it's, you're not free, so are you? No. Yeah, unhealthy and also not really free. That's what I've often find that people get their life back. They get more free. They're not constantly thinking about food, which probably you was at that stage as well. Like, what's your next meal? What time's my next meal? Um, yeah. you just are able to live a bit more. Um, yeah, that's just a really important one. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest, I do think about food a lot now, <laughs> but it's just because I love to eat. Yeah. In a different manner, in a different manner. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like I'm going to weigh that bit and how much do I need to input oh, into yeah. this app and everything like that. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So I would love to, to maybe ask you then, um, what you do with your clients to help them sort of overcome this, because it's not just obviously like, um, you know, like the relationship with food, but it's, it's the relationship with their body image, with movement, um, like you say, things like that. How do you help women really overcome this? Because it's so difficult. And even now, even though I've come as far as I've come and I have a completely different relationship with my body and with food, I can still find myself sinking into um, that conditioning, that older conditioning, those older stories when I see women's bodies that are different to mine that comparison thing coming back so yeah how do you support women in really overcoming this Mm. yeah so the more and more that they eat food that they find fearful they're becoming stronger mentally as well um I am trained in CBT as well so I add that in different kind of questioning so constantly questioning um and like breaking it down like why do you feel like that and why and like what does that mean if that was true um, giving giving clients journal prompts too to take away and obviously um, I'm just there to support them through instant message no matter what as well so giving that motivation different like tasks different like mirror tasks as well apparently I say that word weird like mirror but it's the way I say it do you know, you know what I mean like you're looking in the mirror <laughs> do I say it weird it does sound a little, it doesn't it's not weird it just sounds a little okay. bit different I think it's just your accent Okay, that's Say cool. Again. We're going to brush over that then. Um, so, Mira. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, when <laughs> I say like, <laughs> I ask them to look in the mirror and do different, like, um, yeah, uh, different, yeah, different like, exercises with that as well. And I just find it just a general transition too, with, with all of that, with all the questioning, with just keep testing yourself and concentrating on um, challenging yourself and concentrating on your why, you do just become slowly more and more confident with your body and um more just come into a position where you're okay you don't have to be like I love my body so much you're just like it's neutral and you're okay with it and you know that you're grateful for all the aspects that it does do for you um, and you know that you are healthier like you every step you're taking you're actually moving towards health and like reframing and de- defining redefining health um mm-hmm. rather than what we're told health is and healthy is 
Um, so that, yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty much the main aspects and obviously support. So it doesn't have to be from a coach, but from your friends, it's really good. Like I often find, um, well, not often, some clients say that they don't tell anyone, they don't tell any friends at all, just their mum knows and she's not very supportive. And that's heartbreaking because you do need you need to talk to, to friends and also normalize it. Like, why can't you talk to your friends and say, I'm really struggling actually at the moment. Like I'm not, um, I haven't got a period and your friends probably notice that you have these little quirks with your food as well. Um, like there's so many different aspects, but just saying um, like with your food, like there's a difference between like disordered eating and eating disorder, but often there'd be some disordered traits that clients will have and often hate people with HA have even down to like if someone offers you a snack and you say no as your default word and you just don't even think about it you might have wanted that snack you might have wanted that chocolate someone brings in food at work and you don't even want to look at it um if you only want to maybe like i will only allow myself to have one slice of bread a day no more bread i won't eat after this time um i like to use small cutlery um i don't like sugary things bake bakery like i've got i've got a like baking things I've got to be healthy I can't bake anything um that doesn't have like all the healthy alternatives in um there's lots of lots of different aspects that could be like sneakily disguised as kind of being healthy um or like intermittent fasting and that kind of thing avoiding fats whereas actually your body needs needs that and your hormones need that mm. Amazing. I went off, went off on one then. <laughs> no, it's all right. I love it. I love it when people go off on tangents because it just pulls up loads of different stuff, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it, it sounds like it's just really about moving away from the um, the typical kind of like aesthetic that's sold to us, um, which is always changing as well. You know, it was different in the 90s. Really? It, was yeah. it was different in the 70s. It's different now. Like, um and actually something that's just come up in my head and um, one of the reasons I stopped being a PT as well um is because I I mean I was training majority women but they all there was well there was one woman who specifically came to me and said she wanted um a bum like Kim Kardashian and isn't that so fake? I was like <laughs> well I, I think there's a lot of stuff out there isn't it that it's not fake but oh I, okay it's I don't believe that it's real. There's no one in the world that has like the thin legs that she has and then an ass that size. It just doesn't happen. And this is one of the things that this woman was complaining about when I was training her. Like she only wanted to, to do legs. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Um, and but every time that she was like, oh, I can feel it in my, in like my, my quads, I can feel it in my Hamstrings. Uh, my hamstrings I, I I don't want to do this exercise I'm oh like, my god there's, there's no way to work out your glute muscles without like how the rest of your fucking legs yeah are. the muscles are connected and it was just like the women that were coming to me where it was like heavily focused on this like aesthetic and I was just mm. like this isn't what I wanted to do like I wanted to help people with their health and it just yeah it was it was not what I thought it was but no I can imagine anyway. it being like that quite badly yeah. and even for men I think I think that they probably have similar aspects and obviously their testosterone could can drop and things like that I'm not quite sure how it affects them um if they're constantly mm. under eating I'm assuming similar things with like sleep as well maybe similar things with their hair um so yeah and even maybe similar things with their fertility too yeah yeah 100 percent um but it's something yeah, that's not really so... spoken about much is it um no which which is why like 
um, I'm really glad as well in a way that I've got a daughter because I'm going to totally tell her everything about periods um, yeah. and hopefully she'll go and tell all their little school friends um, and yeah it won't yeah. be a shameful thing it'll be a great thing and hopefully yeah she'll just know everything she might get bored of it but she's going to know all about it <laughs> <laughs> see I don't I don't think she will and I think it's it's such like a full circle thing that isn't it because it's like I mean I don't know what your relationship was like with with your mum and you know this sort of passing on of knowledge of the menstrual cycle mm. and stuff like that but it's just like healing the, the maternal line isn't it and really like yeah healing the relationship with women in general because she's going to be able to go out into the world and be like you know I'm I'm proud of the fact that I'm a woman and that I have a period and I can share that with other women and that is just like oh so amazing I'm so glad you had a daughter as well <laughs> yeah 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 thinking about with my mum I can't really remember again it's all probably just hush hush nothing stands out really it's just get on with it kind of thing um mm. so yeah like someone told me the other day that their it was a, a male cousin of mine they told me that their daughter came on their period the other week she had a day off school okay that's fair enough um but she like woke up crying and didn't know what it was and I don't know in my head I'm thinking oh maybe I would bring it up way earlier than then that they would no prior but obviously I'm not in that position right this second I don't really know how I would handle it but it would have been nice probably for her to know what this what this cramping was what this bleeding was when she woke up and there's blood um because I'm assuming that might be quite frightening um mm. but yeah I don't know it, it'd be nice for people to talk about it in a in a nicer way and celebrate because it is like you going into the woman womanhood that's how they used to kind of celebrate it didn't they yeah um, right of passage yeah yeah exactly 100% and where like your wisdom comes like into life basically yeah yeah and it's just like the celebration of like the different cycles of life that we as women go into you know whether you choose to um you know go through pregnancy and and birth and motherhood and stuff like that you you'll always no matter what will we'll have this uh initiation into womanhood of getting our first bleed and then throughout those years whatever cycle we go through and then you know perimenopause menopause and postmenopause like it's about creating a deeper understanding I think with our biology with who we are because before I connected to my cycle I had no idea who I was I had no idea who I was as a woman what my expression was mm. you know there was because there was so much shame around what it meant to be a woman Mm. and that's one of the biggest parts of it um you know for for many of us so yeah so so incredible and um, so I would love to ask you about um breathwork and and how 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 you use breathwork to support this journey as well because uh, we both shared last time that we met that um breathwork was a pretty big part of our journey um mm. So yeah, I'd love to to know how this can support women with HA as well. Yeah, good question. Um, so with my journey, when I lost my period, um, a lot of people were telling me to do breathwork. So I had um, a close group of friends that were doing breathwork, trying to get me involved. And I didn't want to. I don't know why I was being stubborn. Um, and then just one time when I was alone, I was feeling quite sad. Um, I think, again, just like period-wise, I didn't have my period, like obviously you're obviously you're checking every single time you go to the loo for your period then you're getting deflated and I just like I really want to do breathwork and I just put one on YouTube and did it and just felt like this emotional release um and then literally the second time I ever did breathwork 
I felt intense um, swirling sensations in my belly. And then I think it was two days later, I came on my first ever recovery period. So I felt like there was some energy trap there that it moves that stagnant energy because um, breath work can be great for so many different things. Um, it's like an active meditation, as you know, and it can be good for like your mental clarity, your digestion, just like managing your stress, um, as well as like moving the energy in your body as well. Um, Cause we're like energetic beings and just shifting any kind of trauma or any blockages that you might have. So it's good to like move with it as well. Um, so yeah, so I, I then came on my period and just thought, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I've had like emotional, like memories come up about my past and stuff while doing breath work. Um, cause it just puts you in that, in that state really, and turns off your like monkey mind. Um, so then I just thought I've got to learn how to put this into my practice. Um, so then I did a breath work training facility, um, facilitator, uh, course, um, and I just feel like it really helps people if they're not like spiritual, if you want to say that word, um, if they're not more that inclined and they don't want care about the energetics aspects of it, then at least look at it as the like calming stress management aspect, because there's been loads of studies on it. It's backed up. It's not all this like voodoo, hoodoo. If that's I can't even think what the word is. Um, <laughs> woo woo. That's it. Not woodoo, hoodoo. Yeah. I'm making up some, some more stuff here. Um, some woo woo stuff. Um, so more, more on the like stress management and mental clarity aspect and it puts you in a state of you stress when you're um, doing the breath technique and then afterwards puts you in like a deeper state of meditation um, which that just helps you with overall stress management over time so yeah so I add that into my practice and I felt like a lot of people have really benefited from that and just becoming more in tune with themselves so I do think it it does help in that way um, so yeah, I think that's, I also include breath work and um, sorry, I just said that in meditation um, as well as breath work, because again, it's got very similar, like calming properties and becoming more in tune with yourself, um, which is really important when you have lost your period and you don't really know who you are. Like you kind of said your period, you didn't really know yourself um, and just bringing yourself back to your own home, I guess. Mm. Mm, love that so much and it, I think it's so amazing that you got your period like after two yeah. sessions of like breath work it's, and it just shows how powerful it is and it was really kind of for me actually quite recently on the summer solstice I did breath work in um I've only ever done it online I've never done like really intense breath work in like within like an in-person group and there was 60 of us on oh, wow. the beach. Yeah. Oh. And we were guided through this um, really intense breathwork practice. And I was on day like 32 of my cycle. Um, right. Or maybe I was on day 33. And my cycle is usually 33 days long. So I was like literally on the cusp of bleeding. And I was just like, for me, breathwork is this practice of full surrender. Because mm. I always have really, really big emotional um, sort of releases during like intensive breathwork sessions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the, the most recent one that I had was, I um, can't remember what it was called now, like the actual technique, but there was like a long breath hold at the end. Yeah. And then we released and like we did that twice. And the second yeah. time was just this like deep wailing cry. And it mm. It's so, it's so incredible. And it just, 
it often unlocks things within me, like emotions and things within me that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. And then afterwards, I feel so much more open. Mm-hmm. Like my body feels more expansive. I feel softer. It just, it takes a weight out of you that, like you said, like I said, you, you're not often aware is actually there. And I think it's because this breathwork can tap into um, like the like you said, the memories and the things that mm-hmm. are stored from long, long ago, yeah. you know, from Yeah, now. your limbic system. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read the book Um The Body Keeps the Score? I think I no, I ordered that book and it came and I started <laughs> reading it and I couldn't gel with it. Oh really? Yeah. Fair enough. So I, so I've barely I read have it. stopped I've stopped I think I stopped like um two thirds of the way in. Uh, because it's it was just really intense like some of the okay. stories that he tells in it of like the you know clients and their trauma and stuff it's really really intense and it's it's like a it's a difficult read I think but you know like emotionally but I think there was just so much wisdom in there about how our memories and our emotions are literally stored within I know. our body yeah it blew and my you, mind yeah so it's good way it's good to release it because basically otherwise you're trapped with that all the time even shaking mm. I find that quite good so if you're if you're really angry you've got some emotions coming up just go into a room and you might feel really silly but just shake like shake your arms yeah. shake your legs just close your eyes and just really shake it out and that can just again it's moving that energy isn't it um yeah. and you often like I see that with my dogs which I, I remember this one time in particular where I was walking with dogs and then there was um, a construction site and they got a bit like timid and they like ran a little bit. Um, and then afterwards, they literally both shaked it off and then carried on walking totally normal. And like animals yeah. do it, they just you just shake it off and then that kind of trauma is not carried with you. Um, so yeah, with, yeah, with breath work, it's, there's so many different, um, just different ways that it can really open you up and expand you, like you just said. Mm. And every every single session can be totally different. And I always say it's what you need on that day. So you might just want to, re- you might just need a really chill kind of session, yeah. which is easy going. You just feel really relaxed and lovely. And then another time, you might actually need that release or that memory. Or and it's just not mm. to kind of question like, why am I crying? Why do I feel upset? Like you don't need to know. Like you, it's just yeah. something that you release out of your body um, that needs yeah. to happen. So yeah, I do really, really love it. And I find it really beneficial. And it's so lovely to see when clients do like, it sounds really weird, but I love it when clients cry when they are doing a breath work session, which I know is a bit sadistic maybe, but I just know that they've like truly surrendered or that something has come to the surface that needs to, needs to come out. And yeah, it's just, it's just so beautiful really. Um, it is like you said about surrendering. And for me, like my mind is always like, on the go even now like I've tried I've tried all these different aspects but I still find that it can go away with me and be on the go too much um, and whizzing around and breath work just really calms it like straight away when you're just doing that breath um it's crazy it just shuts it off and then I just feel the energy of my body like my energetic being just buzzing and coming alive um so it's just so calming yeah yeah I love that so much and I feel like the um like surrendering within this as well. Uh, so something that I, I'd love to mention about breathwork is um, for me, breathwork is one of the things that helped me unlock like deeper, um, like full body kind of orgasms. Ah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is something that you've like tapped into through breathwork. No, but no, no. Sometimes I'll have like an emotional release and yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll have like an energetic like orgasm. Like it'll feel 
like deeply deeply pleasurable um because again it's really it's releasing old stories and it's allowing me to go deeper into my body so that I can touch levels of pleasure that I've mm. not been able to in the past before so I just wanted to mention that because no, that's really interesting yeah another really powerful thing yeah no that is yeah. interesting I've heard about it but I've not experienced it um yeah. so yeah yeah amazing amazing well so we're coming up to sort of the end of our chat um so I'd love to just sort of know if there's anything else that you want to share anything you want to speak about um any of your offerings um that you would like to put forward if there's anyone listening that you know really struggles with HA and wants to seek support from you um Mm -hmm. yeah can you share anything on that yeah sure so if you believe you've got HA then um come and chat to me or book yourself a free discovery call or even if you're not too sure you haven't got a period you're not getting much answers then come and chat to me too so the main um places you can find me is in the main place is instagram which i am at whole.heartily.tash i have a website wholeheartlytash.co.uk as well um and yeah they're probably the the main aspects and i usually help people regain their periods or they get pregnant through one-to-one coaching which um we follow a, a an outline but it is very personalized to the client and their situation and circumstances um but also i do have a self-paced course if you don't really want um a coach and want to kind of take it at your own pace I have a self-paced course as well um and within my one-on-one coaching there is breath work included but I also offer one-off breath work sessions too amazing thank you so much for sharing and I have one quick fire question for you and I ask every woman that I interview yeah on words of the women this question so because and it's because the the podcast is called words of the womb and the creation of this podcast really came from um, my womb and everything that I do in terms of creation comes from my womb, um, especially the words that I speak. So if your womb had a message for humanity, what would your womb say? Oh, that is a toughie. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe, what would it say? It would say to breathe and just be, because I think that's quite important. Mm. Taking a deep breath, because that always grounds me, just like a, a truly deep breath. And yeah, and just just be, just be you and just kind of, yeah, be, if that makes any sense. That's what came to my head anyway. Mm, it's beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.